Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Today, I get to talk to the ever wonderful actor, director, writer, Wayne David, and talking with him today about Wolf Garden, but also hopefully we can cover some upcoming projects because I did notice you had some coming up. So we'll have to talk about some of those. Wolf Garden is, it's really... I love werewolf movies. I'm a big horror fan as far as all that's concerned, like American Werewolf in London, American Werewolf in Paris. You know, like I was raised on those kinds of things. Um, and then you have like Underworld with like the lichens and the the vampire things. So like it's I'm I'm a very fantastical person. Like I like watching those sorts of things. And Wolf Garden takes something from the werewolf like genre, but it puts a whole new spin on it in a lot of different ways which I found completely enjoyable. Like it broke like certain trope cliches, um, which was fresh and uh, a nice fresh breath of air for that whole like horror genre. Um, So basically uh, in Wolf Garden, you, William, you play William and you go into hiding in like this countryside after like these horrible, terrible events. But the movie itself is not very linear it's it's kind of like you jump from past to present to what could have been and in that I feel like you know you as a viewer watch William kind of slide into this kind of his sanity starts teetering and as a viewer because of the way that you did the movie you feel like maybe I'm crazy too you know like you get brought into this whole like you question, okay, well, is this scene something that really happened? Okay, wait. And then you go back and then you watch further and then it ties something back to that scene that you watched and you're like, okay, well, this really happened. And then it's like, whoa, wait, that didn't really happen. Um, So uh, where did you get the idea for this? Well, to be honest, I mean, the idea did come sort of out of the uh, the lockdown situation. So it was that thing about um, we had another film we were supposed to be shooting that that got cancelled because of because of lockdown and COVID. So there was a lot of time where I was just be able to sit there and, and, and write scripts and come up with some new ideas. And that, that's, you know, that's a lot of the sort of the first six months of lockdown. That's what I was doing, just trying to come up with something we could, uh, we could shoot within, with, with everything that's going on. Cause it's obviously a very tricky time to shoot a movie as well. And even, even though it took quite a while for us to eventually do it, it was still tricky, even a, a, you know, a year and a half or whatever it was later when we actually did shoot it. But the idea, it was kind of, um, as I said, I wanted to do something that's one location horror. I wanted to make it a bit more psychological and sort of play with that a little bit more. Um, and I, I've always had, you know, I've always loved werewolf movies, you know, American Werewolf in London, such, such a great film. And I've always just thought, you know, it'd be great to do a nice, uh, a real sort of a, a tragic romance werewolf uh, story, just something, just something different as well. So, I was, you know, I was very sort of obsessed with doing something, trying to do something that people haven't necessarily seen before. Because I, I think, especially as a first time filmmaker, you're always sort of thinking to yourself, well, how can you sort of make your project just sort of stand out a little bit from, from the other films around? So I didn't want to do a straightforward uh, creature feature. It was very much about trying to do something, you know, an elevated genre piece where you're sort of blending a few different genres of, of horror kind of thing. Um, and um, yeah, I, I guess there was sort of lots of ideas floating around and, 
when you look at it, you could almost say, you know, with American Wealth in London, we sort of do follow some of the, the folklore of, of, of what goes on in that film. And almost you could say that what happens to those characters in an American Wealth in London, what would happen to them if they had escaped from London and, you know, they'd gone off into hiding. And that was the sort of, that I wouldn't have said that was the initial idea, but it's kind of, it, it was one of those things that sort of went through my mind. I like the idea of the isolation and sort of focusing on a couple of characters. And there was, and, and that was sort of a, you know, formation of it. And as I say, focusing on that film and with other influences like Vertigo, that was an, another sort of big influence on the film, you know, Hitchcock. Um, so yeah, there was, it was just trying to write something I think that we could, realistically film um but also just you know trying to do something interesting with that with that idea right and it's very provocative and unique because of of you taking these different aspects of certain horror but the beautiful thing like and that's the thing is like a lot of those like werewolf movies and and things like that they focus so much on the antagonist and you know how the antagonist is doing things and the beautiful part about Wolf Garden is you really don't see the antagonist. It's this, you, you, you hear it, you see <clears throat> like certain, like the shed and all of this, but it's not the main focus of that. And um, I thought that was a beautiful way to do it. And also like with um, the visitor and how that ended up playing out as well. It, it highlights things rather uh showing rather than telling in a lot of ways which i know a lot of filmmakers even authors uh have a hard time between the show and tell part of of the writing so i thought that was beautifully done um and it that it didn't take the main focus you could focus in more so on you know william and chantelle's relationship and um the, the trippy part was at the end is like I, I didn't, I noticed the cut, so to speak, like at the very beginning, whenever the injury happens and stuff, but I didn't actually realize how big that was of a moment until the very end when the visitor was like, you remember that one moment where, and yeah. I'm sitting like, holy crap, that was a really big moment. And I just missed it, you know? Um, so the cinematography is phenomenal. Uh, who is your cinematographer? Oh, it's, it's Ariel, was our, our Ariel Arthur. Um, he's, yeah, no, he's, he was brilliant. Um, I mean, he, he sort of came in very early in the projects. So we had a lot of time to work through the visual style of the film and how we wanted it to look. And I, I think that was such an important part of, of why the film came together, because obviously we were, we were, you know, we shot it in a very limited time and on a limited budget. So it was so much about the preparation. We spent a lot of time going through, you know, shot lists and storyboards and just getting the style of how we wanted it to look. We did actually, um, we sort of shot a little trailer for the film uh, the summer before we actually ended up filming it. And that was kind of like a promotional thing. We sort of did a bit of a, a you know, a crowdfunding campaign as well. But it was just a, it was a good chance for us to work together because it was actually the first time we, I'd worked together with Ariel. So it was, um, you know, it gave us a chance to sort of, you know, put our ideas uh, to the test and uh, get that, as I say, that visual style that we wanted. And we always had that in mind to have a sort of a vintage, kind of a vintage look to it, that sort of, you know, 70s, 80s kind of uh, aesthetic to it. And also making sure the difference between the past and present and fantasy, there's just those little differences in, in the style of, of how we shot it and how it was lit and how it looks 
when we color graded it. So, I mean, that was such an important thing. And um, yeah, I mean, considering how quickly we had to really do some of the shots, we had such a strong camera team. I mean, we, we literally, we got, we, you know, it was all, it almost all sort of worked pretty much as we had intended it to. I mean, there's always things you sort of have to sort of shoot more quickly and work around, but we did get such a, a you know, really nice, nice style to it that I was very, very, very happy with. Right. And the shadowing, like I, that's the thing is like the lighting and the shadowing you can, and the close, the, the wide zoom and like, you know, the zoom in and the wider set piece to bring things in closer to make things seem more intimate and then, you know, colder, the further, you know, the, the picture is. And I, it really plays really well to the emotions of the piece, you know, the, the really closeness and intimate moments of your character and, and Sean's character versus when things start kind of turning and it, the camera gets further out to where it's not so intimate anymore. And you're starting to see this divide almost. So that was, that was beautifully done. Where was this shot at? It was all shot in Hertfordshire actually. So we were just, um, just outside of London. So, um, yeah, it was all kind of my local area. Like it was about what five minutes from where I I live myself. So it was kind of uh, you know I was trying to give myself make life as easy as possible for myself. So we had a lot of locations. It was actually funnily enough the village where I grew up. We did some of the footage. Uh, some of the stuff was shot there. Um, the, the cottage was somewhere I found off Airbnb, and the shed was a you know a last minute find. We got very very lucky with that because we had another location fall through, and it was just you know five days before I found the perfect shed which is you know kind of the centerpiece of the whole film and uh, well, it's on the poster as well and I just I just think how lucky we were that we found that because you you know you couldn't build a set that looks as good as that I mean it was just like, literally it was so perfect for what we needed and I remember the day I found it it was just like, oh thank god this is this has worked out for us because um it could have been a very very different film if if the creature was locked in a barn or a, a stable which is what we might have had to you know we we it got pretty desperate at one point so we could have ended up shooting it anywhere so just to get it done but you know we we got very lucky quite a few times really see and that's like i i was i was telling sean about that because i was asking her and she's like it was somewhere around here <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like i'll have to ask wayne then because I like that that's the thing is like I was looking at the landscape and just the beauty of like the area and that's always a fun thing is is not needing to really have much of a set when you've got such beautiful landscape and things like that to go off of and that just becomes your set and so I was I was sitting there like you know we don't have anything like that here like I look out my window and I travel and it's just like uh you know a jungle city and that's that's really all it is and I'm like man I need to go and visit you guys now because <laughs> that that area is just I would never well, come back I'd be like you know that's yeah it. well you never know hopefully we can uh, maybe put it on the map if enough people like the film they won't be wanting to go and see, <laughs> see see the locations where we were shot but yeah no I think it's it's always an interesting one as well because you sort of find these locations, you find these little spots and sometimes it can be just very specifically where you, you sort of point the camera to shoot and you, you know, you've got other things going on in the background that aren't quite as necessarily as aesthetic, but it's, um, it's always, it's always interesting how it translates across onto screen. It's definitely, I mean, you sort of capture the, like the cottage as an example is very, in the daytime, it's very picture perfect in the nighttime. It was actually very creepy as well. So it's, it was, um, yeah, I, I think it's always amazing how you can just sort of, you know, just find those little moments and and 
horror films so are so reliant on the visual style and having those having a, you know a, an interesting look and i think we, we did capture some really nice shots and some of them some of them were always intended and some of them we got we did get quite lucky so uh, yeah that's awesome i like how everything kind of just like came together at, in the end for you you know yeah. <laughs> and that that just makes it so much better you know and i I mean, I understand that with the whole, like, we wait in five days for, like, and finding the shed. And it's just like, you're sitting there teetering on like, this precipice of, oh my gosh, is this actually going to work or is it not? And then when everything kind of melds in beautifully, it's like, man, it just makes it that much sweeter, I think. Yeah, it's it's been such a weird experience doing this. I mean, in, in many ways, it's the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, there's you know, nightmarish moments where things it seems like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And I know people experience this. Everyone sort of says, oh, you know, an indie film, a first time director, you're going to get all that stuff happen. But then it was kind of also that intensity of COVID outbreaks and the fact that I was doing sort of, because it was a needs must situation where I had to fill in for more than one role quite often, it was making that, that snap between, you know, wearing different hats, which was very, very tricky. And I, I think all the way through, there's been a, there was a lot of issues, a lot of things, you know, even getting through the post-production, getting things to where they are now. And um, I think I'm just about, just about now at the point now where I can sort of appreciate it. Now I've stepped back, now we've released and, uh, you know, it's out there in the world. I can sort of step back a little bit more and there's not so much pressure. It's almost like you want to kind of leave it behind and then you can sort of judge it based on its own merits rather than being in the middle of it because you just as I say, you, you have little moments of joy when, when things come together in the edit or, you know, post-production was definitely more satisfying than production because production, it was like, yeah, there's some very, very tricky moments in production. So to actually sit sort of like in an editing suite and, you know, and, or color grading it, that was much more enjoyable because I could just sort of sit there and, you know, just to see that we got the footage, which was the big thing. And, you know, only by the skin of our teeth on some of the scenes did we have the footage. So, um, yeah, it's been a very strange process, and I'm, I'm sort of just coming to terms with the last two, two and a half years of my life now. <laughs> so, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good in that's awesome. The last few days. That's, so, what was your favorite scene to film? Favorite scene to film? Do you know what I, I, I've kind of found actually. I I enjoyed a lot of the scenes around the shed. Um, I mean, obviously, the, I think the dialogue scenes, I mean, it's always nice to have actors to act off because a lot of the scenes were sort of me walking through the woods and stuff like that. I mean, I enjoyed the scenes with Sean and, and the scenes, uh, I think the scenes with the visitor as well, there was that really nice sort of back and forth and it was kind of, you know, the one-upmanship that goes on between the two of them. So those were interesting scenes. But I think from the point of view of just the sort of the days when I probably felt the most relaxed was when we weren't in the cottage, actually. So it was like when we were out shooting the shed and... Um, I think we, when we got some of the shots of the shed and I just remember we, we did a scene and we sort of, we, we had all the, you know, with the, the fog behind it and the, you know, just, it was all lit perfectly and it just looked really creepy. And we had the, the you know, the flashlights coming through the woods. We sort of, we, we called it kind of called it the, uh, like the ET shot. I called the, the, the flashlights. Cause I was saying, I wanted it. I wanted that ET vibe of, uh, of, the, of the flashlights and the search parties. And it was the same thing with the uh, with the shed when we had all the fog. It was very much uh, like a John Carpenter sort of vibe that we were going for uh, with that with that look for it. So um, yeah, I, I just 
seemed to really enjoy even though it was very very cold I, I gotta say I didn't I think it must have been adrenaline because I know a lot of the crew were, were cold but I was just kind of <laughs> I think I was just like tunnel vision on getting this thing done so uh, I didn't feel it too much but it was it was those days shooting the shed that I seemed to just relax a little bit more on on it all that's great and that's the thing that I that's why I like asking these questions especially to like people who have been so like intimately involved with the thing like um with the project being like a director and an actor in it or a writer director and an actor because there's just so many hats like you were saying that you have to wear so it's like I need to figure out what you're when you were able to kind of just be and seeing you just be and knowing that that is the scenes and when it was just you and you were just being um I think brings a beauty to it as well. So like when I go back and watch it again, I can kind of key in onto these moments and, and be like, okay, he was just being here. He was, you know, just himself. And it's, it's great. So what other projects do you have that are coming up? Cause I saw you had a few. Well, I mean, we've, we've got stuff in development. So it's kind of always that thing about there's, there's a slate of projects that I'm, I'm ready to go with as soon as, uh, you know, it's, it's always, always falls down to funding and getting things moving forward. So getting something actually green lit is the trick. Well, I've got a, there's a horror project and there's a sort of a, a drama comedy as well. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm even just, I'm kind of writing something else now. I'm just, it's just having projects ready to go. And I think, you know, having meetings and hopefully, you know, on the strength of this, you would hope that that moves, moves things forward. It's having meetings and stuff. So it really is, um, it kind of gets to that point where it's, it's the less fun side of it all really, because, you know, I, I love doing the creative stuff, being involved in you know, the making of the film and sort of having to wear the producer hat is something that I'd, I'd much rather pass to someone else. And I do whenever I can. So, but it's always, you're always kind of on your own with it to a certain extent until you've got that, that, you know, the, the financing in place. So um, yeah, I mean, the, the projects, there's a couple on IMDB that's sort of in development. So I'm very much hoping that we can get something going with one of those sort of not too not too late into the year so um yeah and I think it's whichever one is it's whichever one gets greenlit first really I think I'm a writer myself so I understand the whole like the the not fun the business part is just not fun like it's not fun I do not <laughs> like marketing myself I do not like you know trying to sit there and figure out where my books should be at and who I should go with with like distribution and things like like I hate that. Like it's, it's so draining and then it takes so much from you that you can't even actually create. I don't know if you're an emotional creative where you just channel your thoughts and your feelings and then you end up like <laughs> drained by the end of it. Like I am, it, but it's a funny I, one. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. So um, what got you started into like wanting to do directing and writing? I, I, I think with all of it it's just kind of been through necessity really I mean uh, I think um, I started off as an actor and I've always sort of written and always been sort of passionate about writing and like ideas for scripts and stuff and so that's sort of it's just sort of evolved over the years um, I wrote a uh, like a comedy pilot we did about 10 years ago and that didn't really take off but I produced that and wrote it and acted in it and then as time's gone on, I've written more scripts and tried to get those out there and work with things. And and really, I, I just sort of fell into directing in the last sort of five years or so. So I did a couple of short films and it was really just that thing about 
it was just by accident really so I, I was going to do something someone else was going to direct and they suggested that I give it a go and I did and I, I, I enjoyed doing it and um, I think you know may, obviously making the step up from doing a short film to, to a feature film as an actor director is a, a big thing to do and I think I've learned a lot of lessons with that because you know it's not it's not easy at all to, to I think I think at a lower budget you you have to fill extra roles anyway but hopefully with more more funding on future projects you think well there's there's a system that would be in place that would hopefully make my life easier if I do want to act and direct at the same projects because I think you know at the end of the day I'm an actor first but I do love directing as well and I think when you've written a script and you you have directed it is quite hard to sort of let go let go of it for someone else unless you've got someone you can really you know, work with and collaborate with in that way. Right. Like if they see your vision, the way that you see your vision, because like, that's something that I've noticed about like us creatives is like, <laughs> we're very controlling in a certain way oh, about like our, yeah. our, our beauty, our, like our babies. <laughs> so it's like, we have to have somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that was the thing with this, actually, it was kind of at the point where, you know, there was times when I was thinking, should I get a director in for this? because I was always going to act in it, but the, the directing part, it was, you know, could I get a director in? And it, it really did get to the point where it was, I had such a specific vision of how I wanted the film to sort of look and feel. And um, as I say, unless you've got someone you've worked with before that you can really trust and you know, you're on the same page with it. Cause I, I think you take a lot of risks, especially as I said, this is my first project. So you're really finding your feet with the team you've got around you. So, to hand that responsibility over to someone else. I, as I said, I just didn't quite feel like I had anyone who could really grasp it, that, that vision. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to be able to do that. Maybe if it was a joint thing or someone, even like a, a sort of a second unit director who can sort of step in and, and sort of work with me in that sort of way. But it's, um, right. it, it's, it's a, it was a steep learning curve and I, I kind of know what I'd do differently next time. And hopefully I wouldn't have the same levels of stress. Although I know, I think every project's always going to really stress you out, whatever you do, but it's um, hopefully along the way, you just find ways of dealing with that stress differently. Right. And that's like, I think that's the thing too, is when you're doing your first piece, it's instrumental. Like with my first book that I, I released, I self-published it, but I had to have control over every single aspect of it just because it was my first piece and I didn't want anybody screwing up the future possibilities. <laughs> if I was going to screw it up, I was going to screw it up. You know, like I didn't want Absolutely. anybody else helping me screw it up. Does that Absolutely. make sense? No, I, I totally get that. And I think this is the thing as well. When, when, when something's so personal and it's your, your project and, you know, I put a lot of my own finance in it. I have sort of friends and family put finance into it. So it was essentially a self-funded project. And whilst you're always going to get people in who are very, you know, I've got a lot of very passionate people who really care about the project. At the end of the day, when you go home and you try and sleep through all of this, it, you know, it is very much on you. It's on your shoulders. Because if, you know, if it collapses, I mean, everyone else would be very disappointed. And obviously they've put a lot of effort and work in, but it does come down to that thing about I'm, I'm the one who's going to lose the money and it's on my shoulders to keep this project going. And, um, you know, I think that's always the pressure. And that's why you try and, I mean, it's why I was sort of paying invoices at 5am in the morning before I was on set, which was kind of insane. And I, I, I can't even fathom even now how I managed to do some of the things, but you, you just do what you've got to do to get it, get things out there. And that's always the way when you're starting out, you've just got to 
throw everything you've got at it and then hope that with with as i say as you progress things get slightly easier and that you have more money and you get more of a team behind it so um yeah that's it was, it was crazy <laughs> yeah no it really is um have you thought about doing crowdfunding for any of your other projects maybe to be honest i think with all of this sort of stuff it's a bit like social media and i've i've even discovered it like with the the pr side of things i'm i'm not necessarily a great social media PR type guy you know I'm you know there's certain things I, I know I can do and other things that I can't and we did have a sort of a we did have an attempt at, at crowdfunding uh for the for this project with the, with the trailer we did and it you know, I don't think we did that great with it and I think it, unless I had a, a really strong dedicated team to help me with that um mm-hmm. it's not something I would want to take on myself uh, so, right. yeah I think uh, but as I say with anything you, you just got to get get things going by any means necessary so never say never but ideally I'd have someone who's more of an expert in that field than I am because I'm just not very good at all that stuff really right so if anybody is listening to us that would like to help Wayne here with some of his projects I really want to see that drama comedy (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see that because that's like that's another like that's another genre that I really like is is the the drama comedy genre where it's like okay, this is super serious. And somebody comes in here and says something and drops some kind of bomb and you're just sitting here like, what even was that? And then you end up like, so um, that's that's really exciting. Well, you bring up social media mm-hmm. and uh, I assume that, you know, from what you just said, you're not really active on it, but is there a way that people can follow you on things? Uh, yeah, we've got, um, I mean, the film has got a, a Facebook page and an Instagram page. So we've got like this Wolf Garden, uh, Wolf Garden film on Facebook and on Instagram so you can follow there I'm, I'm on there as well as just Wayne David so there's ways you know there's ways to follow and, and check check out what's going on and, and our website as well lightningstrikepictures.com that's uh mm-hmm. that's normally kind of kind of up to date with stuff so yeah there's there's uh I'm I'm there just uh as I said it was it's more the promotional side of things I'm not an expert but I am I am uh I am present on me social either. media me either I uh it there it's it's the most embarrassing. I think I, I, I'm like, it, it feels self-centered to me to sit there yeah. and, and try to promote and market myself or my projects. It's maybe it's because I was raised to not like everything's not about you. And, you know, so I don't like to go out of my comfort zone and talk about myself. <laughs> Like ever? I, it, it, I know what you're saying. It's a funny thing. It's like I've, I've kind of got used to doing interviews now, but it's always that feeling you get as well. It's kind of like, you know, talking. I'm used to sort of doing things as an actor and talking about the film when I'm talking to people, but actually being recorded as myself talking about the film, that was a that was a little bit of a, well, it was a strange thing to get used to. Because um, as I say, when you're acting, it's kind of like... Uh, you, you're kind of a you're you're a bit shielded in that you can blame it on the character for for all these different things you're doing. Whereas when you're you, you're kind of like you're just there. You're there talking to yourself. So it's, it's a right, a steep right. <laughs> so what got you into acting? Um, well, it's just always been there. To be honest, I think it was I was the I was the Tim Man in the Wizard of Oz when I was like five or six, and um, that was you know that was just the, my favorite thing to do as a youngster. And then just all the way through, I've always just never never given up I've always just chipped away at it and it's a long old process to get to this point but here we are with the first film out so it, yeah it's, it's always been always been something I love I love to do that's awesome how do you like so I know that you were in a couple of other movies and how do you 
channel like for William? What did you pull within yourself to channel like his character, like his his ups and his downs, his fears and you know, all of that. And then this <clears throat> the the insanity part of it. How did you go from like that to like that kind of darkness? Like what did you pull from yourself? Well, I, I think to be honest, it, it kind of helped that I was going through a hell of a lot with the film anyway. So so I think if I was you know, if the film was a comedy, I think I might have been in trouble because there was such a lot, of, you know, behind the scenes, I was dealing with a lot of stress and strains and problems and stuff. I mean, there was times when I really thought we were going to shut down and there was a lot of problems. So switching into that sort of that level of insanity and fear and worry, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of right there, there with it uh, a lot of the time. And um, uh, I think as well, when it comes to sort of research and stuff, I mean, I, obviously having written the script, I knew the character inside out and I knew what his motivations were. And it was kind of like, it was almost like writing and rewriting the script over the course of a year and a half. That was like the best sort of preparation you could have because you just know, you know, where the character's going with it. And then you've, you know, you've kind of got this idea, you've got the backstory, you've worked it all out and you've got it sort of inside you. So when you when you're doing the scenes with the other actor, like with Sean or, or with Grant, it, it's just, you just, you, you know, you leave yourself alone and just respond moment to moment with them. And to hopefully it's a nice natural energy. And, and, and as I say, it's always, it, it does come down to sort of the actors you've got, because if you've got, if, you know, if you've got really great actors to work with, you just, you just, you bounce off their energy as well. And that, that was a very important thing for me because I, I was up against a lot of different things. So actually when I was stepping into character, to have you know two great actors to to work with that obviously helped me find the character out of all the out of all the craziness that was going on elsewhere so that that did help a lot sure yeah like that's something that i i noticed uh you and sean had great chemistry like you guys fed and played off of each other really well um was that the first time that you guys have met whenever you cast her for chantal actually um because I was, uh, she did actually audition for a, a different film previously for me. And I always, I always remembered her. Uh, that film didn't end up happening, but I, I just remembered her for this. And it was kind of, it was a, there's a bit of a process. She was almost involved in the trailer and then she couldn't do it. And then we were sort of casting for the film and it, it got to the point where we were sort of close to doing it. And we had some other issues happen. And um, yeah, I mean, Sean was just the, the, the perfect fit for it, really. It was, it was just, a, as I said, it, it it did feel like there was a nice chemistry there. Certainly when we were reading through it together, there was that energy. And um, she, as I say, she just brings the necessary elements for the character. I mean, this is, this is kind of what you want. And it was the same thing with Grant, is that when you've got these actors and they kind of just get it. And as a director, it's sort of, you know, I, I didn't need to give a lot of directions. I mean, it's not something I would do either. When I'm in a scene with someone, I'm, I'm very much against, a, you know, actors giving other actors notes. And I'm kind of either director or actor. So therefore, it's kind of like when you do the preparation, you do the rehearsals and you know you've kind of got it and you've got that nice chemistry that when you get to that point where on set, you don't have to, you know, I don't have to be thinking about is this, you know, is this scene working? Is that line, you know, do they need more of this? Because it's kind of there and you can even play around with it. And, you know, especially with Grant's character as well, you, you sort of, so he, he gave us lots of different sort of levels of energy um, and you know, really an interesting antagonist for the film you know giving it just that extra sort of different level of energy to what we've got because all the stuff with uh, the Chantel and William stuff is all quite sweet and it's quite intentionally that way as well that you've just got this sort of idealized 
memories of the woman he loves and and that and you know just even sort of the more mundane sort of just them being being in each other's company and just that sort of natural back and forth and I think that's you know that was that was all there that was all there with the characters and, and well with the actors yeah and I like that I like that you kind of um because I think you can kind of tell um just I'm a, a huge cinephile so I, I watched all sorts of things but um I think you can kind of tell when a director is um very controlling over you know not letting things naturally flow um it seems like there's more abrupt to it if that makes any sense so the fact that you kind of were more so hands off with certain things I think lent to that flow between you and the other actors as well like there wasn't you know any points where I was just like okay you know that kind of took me out of the moment or whatever it I was constantly in that moment feeling those same feelings that the characters were so kudos to you on that I think that's awesome Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, whenever your other projects do take off, because I know they will, it's just a matter of time. Will you come back and speak with us about them? Oh, a- absolutely. No, so, no it's um, great to talk to you. I mean, this, this is always the big thing, especially with my first film out there. It's it's just sort of getting that feedback from people who've enjoyed the film and been able to discuss it. It's a, it's, you know, it's a really nice feeling to just know that people have enjoyed it, or like yourself, you talk about it. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's great to hear that, and I'm I'm more than happy to come back and talk. Hopefully, very soon about the next one because I'm you know I'm pushing hard to get something happening very very soon. So uh, you know, fingers crossed, we can we can have something to talk about within the next sort of uh, twelve months. That will be exciting. And you know, if you just feel like coming to talk, you can just come to talk too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like I love talking to people. Uh, you know, like I've been in sales my whole life, which is really funny because I was in sales, but I can't sell my book. It's ridiculous. But, you know, <laughs> I like I like getting to know people and, um, you know, their history, their life story and all of that stuff. So if at any point there is ever anything that outside of just movies or whatever that you'd like to come back and talk about, like anything else that you're involved with, let us know. Be happy sure, absolutely. Happy that. You're amazing. Yeah, I will keep you posted on how it's all and how everything is moving forward for sure. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time out to speak with me today, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you very much. All right. You have a great day. You too. Bye.